welcome to Unbroken. I'm Alexandra Amore. I'm an author, a coach, and a lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life and the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including letting go of unwanted habits. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary video series, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. And now, here's the show. Hi, Cassandra. Welcome to Unbroken. Hello, Alexandra. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, Thank you for the invitation. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, I should have said your last name as well. It's Cassandra Ogier. And uh, so why don't you start by just telling us a bit about your background and then how you found the principles? Yes. Um, well, I'm an equine guided educator, which means that I work with horses to help uh, support human development, which we'll go into a little bit more. Um, but my my background is as a coach in that modality and also as a registered three principles practitioner. And I run a company called The Reflective Horse. And uh, we can share a little bit more about that, the reflection of the horses and our and our true nature. And um, I also run a teaching program that expands uh, the Reflective Horse program out to uh, other facilitators being able to also share equine guided empowerment, as I call it. Um, and it is very much um, an inside out based coaching modality that we thread all the way through the mastery teaching program. Mm-hmm. So that in a nutshell is it. Oh, that's great. And how did you come across the principles? Do you remember? Well, you know, Yes, I do. I've, I remember really clearly. And um, when I was just contemplating your questions and thinking, you know, where did it sort of all begin for me? And so pre the actual point of me coming to the principles, what, what I was thinking about sharing was that um, it was like a developing of presence for me um, over you know, years and years and the horses at the beginning of my, my life really acted as, as a a very solid presence in my life when there was a lot of chaos and confusion and um, not great things happening in my childhood. So I was always able to go to the horses. And what I obviously realized, you know, as I, as I grew up was that they were fully present. And I wasn't that great with humans um, around then. And I didn't like school. And I really was, you know, pushing against all of that. But um, really, my career ended up being, being present for humans. And I worked for um, 10 years, or a little more than 10 years in the film industry in England, in the casting department. So putting actors in theater and and tv and film and I was kind of contemplating it was really about being present for people 
and helping them to understand that things weren't personal because obviously in that industry you're being judged and you're being you know assessed and all of this kind of thing and and as a creative person who was bringing in you know the type of person we wanted for a role um, within that I just did a lot of I suppose coaching in that way of you know helping people to understand it's not it's not about you you know Mm -hmm. this is just the the circumstances um and you know then I had three sons and that is all about presence (laughs) you know and bringing up children and uh you know having that flexibility and then as my children grow grew up I got reunited with horses and I actually was running a very successful business in equine therapy or equine guided education and um had a little bit of a distorted view of what being in service was at that time and um I work with a lot of rehabilitation centers um again with this idea that there is health and well-being you know there in everybody but it was kind of at the expense of myself and my well-being and me taking care of myself. So um, to the point of where I discovered the principles and that segue, um, I was kind of getting burnt out doing what I was doing. And um, I actually got so burnt out and didn't listen to my body that I had a cancer diagnosis in 2017. And it was actually a conversation with a three principles practitioner who is a health coach, um, uh, Ellen. And um, she really started to point in the direction of what would it be like to just allow my feelings to pass through me? And that was the very beginning um, of, you know, having going through this chemo and going through something that was so overwhelming and I felt very hopeless, but I wanted to keep this positive outcome or outlook. And what I felt was if I wasn't positive, that I was going to literally drown, you know, in, Mm. in these feelings. Mm. And, um, she basically allowed me the permission. What if you could just be present to those feelings and allow those feelings to flow through you? And it was in that moment that I, you know, had an emotional release and I was only talking to her on the phone Mm. And after that, because I'd been holding on to so much, I felt this innate peace, like a deep peace within myself for just having expressed myself and it didn't last and it passed through. And I started to kind of get this inkling, which kind of made a lot of other things make sense that I'd been thinking too hard about in the past. Mm. Um, and that was really how it unraveled for me. Mm. Um, and I started reading, you know, a little bit more of Sydney Banks. And and um I think really I had heard the principles everywhere, um, and all the books that I'd read and the, you know, all of the teachers that are pointing in the same direction, but it 
always seemed to be something that I was striving for, that I was trying to attain somewhere. And what the principles really showed me was that it's really it's not about that. It is, you know, there is a human experience and we're going to go in and out of, um, you know, pushing feelings down and having them come up and, you know, allowing this flow to happen. So it, it really made sense to me in a way that um, multiple self-development and courses and retreats and God knows what had not really given me this clear uh, understanding of it's okay to be me mm. and that it's okay to go through these ups and downs and that that is the human experience that we you know are kind of illuminated or enlightened in little windows and then we forget and mm. then we come out again <laughs> and we can see more clearly and that it really is um, a dance like that where I didn't have to put myself under the kind of pressure that I've been putting myself under before. Mm. So it allowed me space within myself just to be kind of way more trusting and accepting of really what was happening mm. um, and that it was all okay. And henceforth, it's really given me such an enormous amount of trust. And that is, you know, self trust but also trust in the unfolding of everything you mm -hmm. know like I have a I have a plan but you know just to be really open and curious about what happens next and not trying to drive it forward or make it happen so there's that you know balance of ease um, which I feel the principles have allowed me to really integrate more into my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I imagine you pretty quickly saw, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that horses have that way of just letting their feelings, whatever's going on, just move through them very quickly and then move on. Yes. Is that fair to say? That's absolutely true. But I'd seen a lot of that and I hadn't mm. put those two things together really for myself. Right. But you're absolutely right that they're continuously allowing energy, uh, any tension to be released straight away. So they might be, you know, shaking their heads or or kicking out or, blow, you know, breathing out that horse breath that we, we all, all know and yawning and rolling on the ground. You know, they're literally just releasing tension almost as soon as it's any anything any pressured situation happens they are releasing so mm -hmm. yeah you're absolutely right that is one of the things that the horses show us is is just let it go and the other thing is none of it's personal <laughs> none of it is personal mm -hmm. and in fact I had a, a client who was here on the weekend and she did a, a, a really just explained it so beautifully that um the the male horse had nipped at the female horse and she squealed and like threw her leg up in the air and bucked and then they both actually started like play kicking out at each other then they both walked off in different directions she you know shook her head yawned and then went back to grazing and what we were saying was that is that is our 
self-regulated place is to go back to grazing you know to 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 just recognize that we're taking things personally you know notice that that's happening but the horses just are not doing that there's absolutely no thought around you know if she does that again or if he does this again or whatever it might be that the stories that we make up and take personally when it's really just another person's experience and perspective that they're coming from it's really nothing to do with us Mm -hmm. so you're spot on there Mm. well and, and that's such a great example because I imagine that once a horse gets back to a place where it can graze that means that it has released um, any energy of tension, like you just said, because great mm-hmm. grazing is such a relaxed thing to do and they're not on high alert at that moment. So yes. yeah, that, that's a great example. Yeah. Isn't it a great yeah. example? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Because that is that thing about being in high alert and us not being able to settle mm-hmm. in our human experience, you know, and feeling very, um, like I always think about it, like the energy it goes into the top half of our body when we've got any tension, you know, when we've got a lot of thinking going on, it's like we really are existing from the the waist upwards or the diaphragm upwards. Mm -hmm. And that out breath, you know, that back to grazing is kind of allowing the energy to settle within us. And I, I know personally that somatic awareness, like, embodied awareness has really helped me Mm. with the principles Mm. um because you know it yeah I I just think that grounding for me is about being in my body Mm. and and being able to listen to my body and to self-regulate through really simple practices you know which I also I teach, but I have to remind myself that all the time, you know, to just feel my feet on the ground, to relax my butt cheeks, to have a relaxed belly. So, you know, just I can feel it in my body when I'm talking about it, that it's like the weight of gravity is going to support my Mm -hmm. self-regulation. And so when I look at the horses, um, they are so solid in that way, you know, they've got four feet on the ground. They've got this very relaxed belly. They, you know, as you say, they, they have this beautiful tendency to just keep, you know, grazing when they're, when they're relaxed. And it, yeah, it reminds me how much tension we hold in the body and what is stored in the body. And not to say that my experience is that any attention to the body and releasing is not just releasing in that moment it's releasing so many things that we've built up over time and we don't need to necessarily maybe emotions will arise and feelings and thoughts will arise but we don't have to really know what it's about and and the horses have definitely showed me that that um you know we make up a story about a past trauma or we want to relate it to something, you know, that's because of this or that. But ultimately I feel like just coming back into our body and in into presence Mm -hmm. and the relaxed 
relaxing and releasing that comes with that is not only helping you in the moment, but it's also allowing just, um, you know, the yogic word is samskaras. Like it's just releasing tension that we don't even know where it came from or emotion that we might have stuck in the body and that we can trust that, you know, that we can trust that that can easily just dissipate and move through us without us having to know exactly what or why, which Mm -hmm. is what our, you know, personal thinking wants to do is to connect it to something. Yes. Oh, that's such a good point. And I I know for sure I have that tendency whenever a a big feeling comes up, my mind will immediately make a big story about it. You know, it's connected to this, as you said, and yeah. And it's happening now because of such and such. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's it. Our, our mind is, (laughs) is like a computer in that way, but it's wanting to make those assessments and feel right and and justified or or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're yeah completely right that, you know, just, just allowing it to be is, um, is so freeing. And ultimately that was my entry point into the principles was exactly that. It was like, you know, I mean, I can't even remember what I was thinking, thankfully, but, um, you know, (laughs) it was very hopeless and like, you know, when I'm, you know, just whether or not I was going to make it through, but all it was, was just tension that needed to be released from my body. And then I felt completely different. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, and moment to moment, just allowing myself to feel whatever that is, you know, I'm sad, not why am I sad? I'm feeling sad. I did that this morning. I was thinking, you know, hmm, I feel I feel sad, you know. Okay, I feel sad. You know, I went for a walk. I did a few things. I meditated. I don't feel sad now, mm-hmm. you know. But I could go into, you know, oh, that must be this or, you know, it's probably that. And just kind of pulling myself into something that really isn't necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so well said. Um, and so I want to ask then, what have you seen in this work and this? I love I just love the combination that you have of the work with horses and the and the principles and what have you seen about um, how the body can point us toward that innate well-being that's already there? Is there anything yes. more you can say about that? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, there's a few things that I can say. One is that, you know, I think I want to go back to the body that it doesn't mean we have to sit and meditate it's just being okay with stillness and maybe, you know, nature is very helpful to, you know, um, know how we're feeling in our body, just really checking in that all our muscles are relaxed, but that's it. You know, that could be as simple as that Mm -hmm. just to notice like, Oh, am I holding in my stomach or am I, you know, am I got tension in my shoulders when I'm talking to you? And then also being, aware of what's around me so you know in nature that's so uh open for you know so many beautiful things but just being aware of how we want to assess that 
you know, and how our brain wants to categorize everything, you know, mm. um, and just being in that stillness. So, you know, I feel like that being in the body in that way is very, very helpful to know that in this moment, we we're okay. Like there is, there is well-being right in this moment that that is well-being. And, and I think that we could get caught up in many, many things, but it's almost like that, even if it was just a minute or two, that awareness of being present in the body, being aware of your environment, even if you're inside, it, it, it creates a space where insight and creativity and understanding can come in. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, for many of us, it's hard to quieten that mind, but it could be, you know, it could be minutes or seconds. And that in that time, it's just trusting that that really is a space that is not void of anything. It's actually where everything can come in. Mm -hmm. But if we've got so much going on in our heads and we have so much tension in our bodies, then those insights or that creativity or whatever it is doesn't have room to come in. So we're taking it on for ourselves, like thinking that if we control it and we think, overthink, like, how am I going to do it? You know, what if this, what if that? And we hold this tension in our body. There isn't really any space for the divine, if you want to call it, or God or, in, you know, insight, spirit to come in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Michael Neal, I believe it was Michael Neal that said this. It, it, it's a wonderful um what I heard him say was um, if you have a fan, like a, you know, like a, a wind fan and you have it on top speed and you throw a deck of cards at it, the cards are just going to bounce off and they're not going to go anywhere. But if you can slow down the fan and throw the cards, like one or two of those cards are going to get through. Mm. And I really love that metaphor, mm-hmm. but that is you know, and for me, that takes a quietening of my system mm-hmm. to be able to, that feels like cards can get through, you know, <laughs> right. it feels like that in those insights have got a space to come through, mm-hmm. but we're really used to driving everything mm-hmm. and making things happen and not usually giving the opportunity for that deep trust to actually bring something to us. Mm-hmm. And one I don't know of the if things, I answered your question actually, but no, I think you did. Yeah, <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> and one of the things that I learned when you and I worked together a couple months ago was, you mm-hmm. know, I felt like I was sort of a walking head a lot of the time. You know, not very connected to my body, and um, mm-hmm. and I. So I love what you're saying about that. That space that it creates when we do make that connection and you mentioned earlier about um the energy and how it can be you know here up high or then we can let it settle and I shared with you when I was with you to me it seemed like there was water in a balloon and the water if you squeeze the bottom it gets squished all up to the top but you can do it the other way too and have it you know go down in the lower parts of yourself <laughs> for lack yes. of a better way to say it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that yeah. just that 
quietness when we do that and that kind of trusting in who we are and and what and our presence too you know i mean horses don't just have presence we do as well yes yeah yes yeah and and i'd love to just share you know with with the horses i feel like um well, not I feel like uh, what I've come to know is especially with larger groups of horses, like wild horses, and I'm talking about free roaming horses, not horses that are, you know, separated or, you know, um, under the control of a human. Mm. But when you uh, have them in their natural environment, they want every member of that herd to be self-regulated because it it doesn't feel in balance when they're not mm. so they're they're kind of pushing us to self-regulate in a way it's very subtle because it doesn't have an agenda behind it but they're wanting to know like who who are you like where do you fit in mm. to this dynamic and all it is is energy it's just mm. an energy dynamic but when it feels out of balance, they don't feel comfortable. So they have tension in their body. If one horse is, you know, thinking there's a mountain lion on the hill, that energy will inspire them to move as a, as a collective. And so when they're at, at peace and they're, they're grazing, they are self-regulated. So what happens when we're around them is that we kind of, just fall into that self-regulation and there are all kinds of scientific studies about heart math and you know energy of of bigger animals especially horses that we're in an energetic field um and we can feel it i mean it's amazing you know people really quieten down and there's that sort of sense of staring into the middle distance you know where I was always told like that was not a place that you want to be like remember in your at school and you're just gazing out oh. the window and you're in this beautiful world and they're like hey you know come back here you know pay attention but what I've come to learn and what I've learned from the horses is like it's this beautiful space of presence mm-hmm. you're not daydreaming you're just present and so it's very interesting. And I've, I, le- I learned this very early on in the principles when I sat with Dickon and a couple of other wonderful people, Natasha Schwerdloff and Rahini. And uh, we were answering questions at the end of the retreat. And I put my hand up and I said, I think this, this stuff is contagious. And Dickon said to me, yeah, it's a feeling. It's contagious. And that is the thing with the horses is, you know, many of us probably don't even know what self-regulated feels like. And as you said, you know, that you felt like a lot of your energy was up here and in your head. And it's almost like the horses teach us or they help us remember Mm. what it was like, because at some points in our lives, we did feel that sense of deep peace, sense of regulation. And they just remind us about that. So they almost have us being in that place. And then we remember. And for me, that is where the innate well-being and the understanding of our innate well-being comes in. Because it's like, 
when you're there, you're like, oh my God, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a beautiful feeling. And then that just carries on. That feeling doesn't go away. And that's because in in my, the way I see it is it's a somatic experience. It's an experience that you've had in your body distinct from your mind. Your mind has got nothing to do with it. And so it might, you know, want to journal about it or like keep that, capture that. Of course, it's going to do that. But ultimately, that deep remembering in the body is where I believe we we recognize our our deep and innate well-being that there's Mm -hmm. nothing to fix there there's nothing to change there's nothing to get right there's nothing to achieve you Mm -hmm. know and that that sense of peace is really where everything begins from Mm -hmm. yeah oh that's lovely and given you brought Dickon up um, one of my all-time favorite quotes is from him. And he said, this was in a webinar or something I was watching several years ago. Tension reminds me that I have everything I need. And when he, when I first heard that, I thought, what, what does that mean? And it seemed, it's, it just seemed incongruous to me, but now it's my favorite thing ever because it, our bodies always let us know when we've forgotten that we are peace and we are well-being. And that's how I interpret that quote. Anyway, I just, yeah, I love it so much. Yes. Yes. So uh, if I'm understanding you and and Dickon, um, (laughs) tension, tension is an indicator of where your mind is at. Yeah. So if you feel tense you and you recognize that in your body, you know that you're in thinking. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and you're, yeah, yeah and I you're, love that. Your body is trying to just remind you, remind us that we've forgotten momentarily, that we, that actually we are peace, you know, and we are well-being and that tension that shows up if we notice it yeah it it can be such a an ally because it lets us know where our thinking is at yes yeah no that's so true that's Mm. that's so great yeah Yeah, I love that one of my favorites um yeah and what you we talked about the energy of horses and one of the things I learned when I was with you is that they know the difference, you know, if a mountain lion is walking on a ridge and they can see it, they can tell mm-hmm. if it's hunting or if it's not, if its belly is full and it's just walking by. And yes. And I don't really know what my question is about that and the horses. I guess it has to do with the fact that we live we live in an energetic world and I think we discount that so often. And one of the things that I saw when I was working with you was that horses remind us of that and are constantly in that. They can't, they don't have a way to not be in that flow of energy awareness. And I love that about them. Yes. Yeah. No, I think it's a really, it's, it's, well, they are reading intention. 
And that is for the safety of the herd. So mm-hmm. they're able to pick up on the environment, like the energetic terrain mm-hmm. of the environment. And I think that you're absolutely right, that we actually have the same um, ability. Um, and, you know, how to how to allow that to be from a grounded place, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that that's also what the horses show us. You know, they're not they're not hyper vigilant. You know, uh, 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 they are aware, but they're grounded. Mm-hmm. So they're you know they're very grounded, but they're awake, and they are three sixty awake, but they're not in hyper vigilance. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, isn't it? That you know ultimately wouldn't that would be my optimum? I suppose is to be grounded and present in my awareness um and also aware of what's going on around me you know not not in terms of anything predatory but um yeah just aware of my environment and and I think that you know when we work together too you know you'll remember that the horses um they're moving and acting in a very much larger energetic field than their actual body is so their body is what you know five five foot long six foot long um and they are living in a more expanded energetic field and we notice that very very similar to birds or fish that when they move they don't necessarily touch they're actually moving and you can see the space in between them but the they move each other through that energetic field. Um, so they are living in that the whole time. And I think that my experience as, as humans is that we're not fully living in that energetic, in our own energetic field. We've been very conditioned to, you know, shrinking and acquiescing and, you know, saying, oh, you know, sorry, you know, we don't want to upset anybody and we just allow things to happen to us um, because we're not really aware of that more expanded sense of self, you know, and as a, as a culture, I think we're quite, you know, diminished, um, you know, and um, a lot of expansion is often posturing an ego, but if we were to be um, just aware of this expanded energetic field um, it really reminds me of things like the words sovereignty and self-honoring and, you know, centered in the self and um, really beautiful kind of expanded ways of explaining us when we're feeling really, you know, open and, you know, like a wider kind of field of experience. And the horses really push us into getting really in touch with that energetic field Mm -hmm. because um they they're going to bump into us if we're not in it basically Mm -hmm. if we're not showing you know i have an expanded energetic field and i mean that from a very um not not any kind of adversarial or dominant place it's just like i i am i am an expanded energy field too Mm-hmm. And then they really respect that. And that is an amazing thing to experience that 
without any thought or judgment, they are recognizing that expanded energy field and they feel safe and they feel comfortable when we're in that space, when we've actually been able to embody that space. And that for me is just such an amazing gift that they don't really respect us when we're in this very diminished um, or shrinking position. They actually pay attention and want to be around us and feel comfortable and want to be led by us when we're more expanded and we're aware of that. So that is how her dynamics work. And I think that that's really how human dynamics work too. That when we really are in that sense of self and it isn't coming from the ego, that we are safe and we are comfortable and we are, you know, a good leader. Um, And um, ultimately, I kind of feel like the horse is kind of like Dickon or (laughs) Disney Banks or, you know, a guru Mm -hmm. in in a way. They, They are teachers in that way. Um, because they they want us to be in that space. They really they're really asking us to to embody that space mm-hmm. and to be who we really are. Yeah, and, and I, I, yeah, your true nature exactly. And I just had a really big insight or sort of an image, and it's that you know that true nature when we're at our center is kind of in the middle. And when we don't know how to do that, we seem to swing to one side or the other. So shrinking, as you said, you know, really pulling ourselves in and, and not, yeah, embodying that. And then the other way we do it is to, as you said, to be really in our egos and sort of aggressive. And you think of the, yeah, people who who think they're leaders, you know, or try to be a leader, but really they're just, just bluster and yelling and that kind of thing. And then there in the middle is, is that really true centered, grounded place that doesn't have to show off and doesn't have to shrink. Yes. You know, that, that is so true. And I, I feel like I really had that experience, you know, I mean, I know that that was within me, for mm. sure. Um, and actually, I was working with a young man this weekend, and we talked about that, that you that there is this place of balance. But what we tend to do if as exactly as you said, and my experience is that I, you know, had acquiesced a lot, and let, you know, put other people first, and, you know, not really being very self honoring. And then when I wanted to get my needs met, I came at it so aggressively because I didn't trust that I would be heard because I'd Mm -hmm. gone from one end. I literally had to go from this one end to the other and, um, and it didn't get my needs met. And, you know, I felt so frustrated and so angry. Um, And, you know, yeah, I would definitely come in super hot with what I wanted um, rather than exactly just, I was not in that place at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I know that that's how I approached. If I had to do something for myself and I had to ask for something that I wanted, it was, it was hard 
Mm. It was hard to, to do that. And it was almost like I had to gather that energy, which came out as like, bah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I think that that is very, very true that we tend to flip from, you know, one side of the pendulum to the other. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I can see in myself, as you say that I w- I've been exactly that same, you know, yeah. Anytime, you know, very acquiescent and until a moment when, as you say, I needed something needed to get a need met and then, yeah, just very aggressive and, and dysregulated, yeah. you know, and I, yeah. Oh, yeah. So fascinating. God, me too. That, yeah. that dysregulation. And it's like that, that phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back, <laughs> yes. you know, when you're just like, Oh God. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure we've pretty much all been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So I love, yeah. And, so and I, it's, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I, I was really just going to say that, um, the experience with the horses is almost finding that sweet spot, you know, um, or, you know, somatic experiencing, you know, really it's, it's experiences in the body where you get to feel where that place is. Mm -hmm. And um, I do like working with, you know, couples like pairs of people Mm. because we can really test that out with each other and give each other incredible feedback of um we do some somatic exercises which really is about feeling into this expanded energetic field and we probably did a a few of these things Mm -hmm. and um you you get to kind of feel when you might be a little bit too much for the other person and when you could step it up a little bit and be Mm. a bit more a bit more assertive and so we can really help each other. And I think that happens in relationship where, you know, there's more balance and, and more harmony that ultimately, hopefully we could be in a place where we would say, you know, um, we could help the other person to feel into that regulated place, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that the horses really help us to um because they aren't going to move unless they feel that expanded energetic field. Mm. They're just going to be standing there and they're going to keep on chewing the grass. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're pushing us to mean that, to be like, you know, no, this is from a neutral place and not getting tension in the body about it, but in a relaxed way, just saying like, no, no this is my space. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, you know, I see that. Yeah, very <laughs> neutral. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely can't fake it with a horse. No. <laughs> well, this has been great. Mm. I, I could chat to you forever, Cassandra. It's just lovely. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about where we can find out more about your work? And I know you have a work a retreat coming up uh, shortly after this mm-hmm. episode comes out. So tell us about that as well. Yes. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, my website is thereflectivehorse.com. And you can find out about programs and, you know, kind of a little bit more about the background of my work. And um, we have a retreat coming up, which is actually very special. And it's uh, March the 31st till April the 2nd. And it's in San Juan Batista in California. And it's actually at a wild horse sanctuary. Um, It's it's magnificent. It's uh, 4,000 acres and 525 wild horses. Wow. And I'm partnering 
um, with uh, a, a wonderful woman, Natalie Benway, and we are facilitating a, a three-day retreat, which will go into, you know, this um, the somatic practices and being with the horses. And what's very interesting about these horses is that most of them, you can't even touch them. They are wild. Mm. So it's very much about communicating without the normal things that we would do. So making connections and communicating in a nonverbal way and really kind of honing into our, our intuition. Mm. And we've called it um, Move by Wonder, Living in Awe, because when we've gone there, we are just like, wow, it's very expansive. Mm. So that is coming up. Um, and um, yeah, there's a couple of other things coming up in May and June. Um, one of them is an offering with Brad Gallup, who is also mm. a Three Principles practitioner, mm -hmm. and he's also an equine guided educator. So we're going to do something together. I can't remember the exact dates, but it's around about May the 6th and 7th. And that's going to be in um, in Malibu at uh, Awe, which is where I'm based at the moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those are the things that kind of come to mind that um, you all might be interested in. Great. Well, I will uh, put links and mentions in the show notes as well for anyone who's interested. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an events page on the website and there'll be a few things okay. on there. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being with me here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Alexandra. It's a great pleasure. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. If you'd like to connect, go to alexandraamore.com forward slash connect. I'll see you next time.